Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And then he warns against the danger of being conformed to this world, but appeals to our being transformed. And then tells us how that transformation takes place. By the renewing of our mind. The American Standard Version in verse 2 says, Be not fashioned according to this world. In the margin says, Age. Be not fashioned according to this age. But be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, uh, I think this is, uh, Really, the idea that's in the passage. First Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 31, Paul said, The fashion of this world passes away. Yet in spite of the fact that the fashion of this world passes away, it has a tremendous appeal to all of us. And as a result of the appeal that it has to us, we need to learn how to deal with it. I do not believe that it would be worthwhile for me to stand before you this morning and say, Now, here are some things that belong to this world and you're not to engage in these. Because if you listen to what I said and practice it long, it wouldn't be long till you forget about what I said and it wouldn't have any real meaning. It will soon lose its power. Therefore, I think we need to see the background of what Paul said in Romans 12. Beginning in Romans 1.18 through the first 11 chapters of Romans, Paul discusses the problem of sin and man's redemption from it. In fact, uh, I think it's well to... Look at the last verses of chapter 11 and uh, think about the sentiment that's expressed in these verses as a summary to prepare for what's in chapter 12. Verse uh, 32 says, For God hath concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon all. Now listen. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor? Or who hath first given to him, and it should be recompensed unto him again? For of him and through him and to him are all things to be, to be glory forever and ever. Amen. I think if we understand the appeal that's made in the twelfth chapter of Romans, we have to go back to the first chapter. Because the twelfth chapter is written against the background of the first chapter. And in Romans 12 and 1, when he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice. I think the background of this problem is described in Romans 1. The real difficulty that we face in life is the difficulty that comes through the 
dead and use the body. It's our body that gives us our property. It's our body that <clears throat> allows the fashion of this world to appeal to us. And therefore the contrast between the body and the mind. The renewing of the mind. And thus in Romans 1, Paul in the beginning of the discussion, when he says the wrath of God revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteous men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, the margin to them, for God has showed it unto them. And then verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination. American Standard Version says, vain in their reasoning. And that's in Romans 12 and 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. And then the service that he talks about, the, that is spiritual. The margin, the American Standard Version says, reasonable service. That is, it's purgeous, it has to do with the mind or the reason. And whenever man allows this world to set aside his ability to think, to understand, and to recognize where the real values of life are, then the downward course that's set forth in Romans 1 takes place. And it comes through the body. There's the, where the avenue works. Listen to what he says in verse 25. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. The emphasis there, worshiped and served the creature, has to do with creature comfort, the fact that this body has such an appeal to us. And it's through the body that we receive the impressions. And these impressions come before us and the mind has to decide what we're going to do about it. It's only in that way that we can avoid the consequences that set forth. And the reason that we do not handle is because we don't understand nor apply the principles in Romans 12. Until we see the background and understand the principles that's involved, we won't be able to deal and apply what uh, Paul calls for and exhorts to in Romans 12, 1 and 2. Let me uh, see if I cannot illustrate this and emphasize and then help us to see how we are to handle I don't know how you are but I know that if there's any way that I can keep the fashion of this world from deceiving and misleading me I want to learn how to do it because I'll be lost if I get caught up in the fashion of this world that's what 1 Corinthians 7.31 says, 
that the fashion of this world passes away. It doesn't abide. That's what I live for, and if that's what I get caught up in, then I'm going to be lost as a result of it. I need to learn how that I may be able to offset that, find the answer to it. And so we have on the one side the body, on the other side the mind. And as I said, the impressions that the body receives from without pass before the mind. And then decision is made which direction we're going. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse uh, 6. When the eye sees what is expressed that is uh, evil in this world and it makes an impression upon us, it can create within us foul desires and rebellion against God, and that leads to ruin and separation and death. Thus Genesis 3 and 6 says that uh, when the woman saw that the tree was good to see, pleasant to the eye, and the desire to make one wise, she took. Now watch what happened. Here is the body, and outside here, through the influence of Satan, are things that pass in and pass before the mind. And in passing before the mind, she allowed the fashion of the world, that which appealed to the body, to control the mind, to control the disease. The result was she took of the food, the forbidden fruit, ate. And the result is death and separation from God. I think that this is something that we're going to have to learn to deal with. It's been the problem of man from the very creation. It was even in the Garden of Eden. Paul understood that. And so in the first chapter when he talks about man being unthankful, man that when he knew God, was not thankful, became vain in his reason, and then gave emphasis to the things that have to do with the body. As a result of the appeal and the things that there are in the body, that where there is a continual call for them, these continue to create the problem, until finally man lost his ability to discern between good and evil. A reprobate mind, if you read on down in the chapter, you'll see that this is the case. And so the body possesses needs, its appetites, and its necessities. The result is there's a cry for things, the things that can satisfy the body, the things that appeal to the body. And therefore, the fashion of this age or the fashion of this world. Look at Luke. 12 and verse 13 begin. We read there the rich man. The rich man began to look around and he said, I have more than I know what to do with, but I'm going to tear down my barns and build greater barns and put them in there. Then I'll say to my soul, Soul, take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Now what's happened? 
and result of the needs of the body. He says, I'm going to forget about everything else, and I'm going to pile up these things. And I'm going to use them to feed the soul. But Jesus said that life does not consist in the abundance of things that demand the man And he warned against the danger of covetousness. That is, the things that of this world that lay hold of our heart and cause us to forget about fear today. In Luke 16, I read of the rich man. The record says, beginning in Luke 16, 19, that there was a certain rich man that fared sumptuously. Let us call that word sumptuously. He didn't just live, but he had more than he needed. He lived in luxury. Why? Because that's what the body says. The body is never satisfied. It's always calling for more and more and more, and there'll never be enough. In fact, the margin American Standard Version said he lived in mirth and splendor. He lived in luxury and for a good time. That's what life was. That's where his values were. That was the fashion of the world. That's always been the fashion of the world. It's the fashion of our world today. To live for convenience and to live for pleasure and to live to play. Because that's what the body says. That's what the body called for. But Paul points out that we cannot afford to allow the body to dictate the direction of our lives, the ambition and the aim for which we live. I read where a man said, Body, I go with you to the table three times a day to eat. You must go with me three times a day to pray. The man that made that statement expressed a principle that's laid down in this text. He had come to appreciate the fact that the body can control. It can determine our direction, our aims, and our ambitions. The only way that we're going to be able to stop that is to see the principle that Paul has set forth in this chapter. It's not going to do any good for me this morning to talk about the fashion of this world and the things that are in the world and to urge us to pass these by. There must be motivation in order for us to be able to handle the body and the fact in this world and not allow it to control that. And that's what I'm going to try to talk about this morning and the rest of our lesson. I hope all of us will listen this morning. But young people... May I appeal to you especially in the things that I'm going to talk about. 
Though this world has a great appeal to all of us, but especially the young people. And with the fashions and the customs of our day as they are, without any regard to spiritual values, the emphasis is upon uh, the comforts of this life and the fouls and so on as far as the world is concerned. Will you listen to me this morning while I try to offer to you God's prescription as to be able to house, to handle the fashion of this age and the fashion of this world and not let it get the best on The only way I can do it is the way that God plans. That's my motivation. Unless that can be the motivation to cause one to want to. Have the right motivation. They'll never be able to do it. And in this passage we have. Romans 12 and 1 begins by saying, I beseech. The very language there denotes that Paul understood. The Holy Spirit through Paul understood. There's no way that one will ever lay aside the fashion of this world until he gets to the place where he decides, that's not what I want. That's not what appeals to me. I think that's true. I'm standing before you this morning and uh, condemn the modest dress and all of those things. And there are some that out of here may say, well... <clears throat> I'm not going to walk that path. It won't last long. The appeal of the world will be too much, and the price of the world will be too much. It'll finally get the best out, in spite of all that I could say about condemning. Paul understood that. And he said, I want to be speaking. And in that, there is an appeal for people to think. And out of that thinking to draw conclusions that will make them uninterested in the world and the fashion of the world. And because of that, they won't follow the ways of the world. Well, what's the motivation? He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, And the mercies of God bear flourish. And the mercies of God bear stand for all the scheme of redemption that is described in the previous chapter. Particularly with its summation in chapter 8. But all that's involved. The mercies of God are centered in Christ. And therefore, Paul is saying, I beseech you, therefore, by all that there is in Christ, 
and all that Christ motivates one to do. Here is the motivation. And to the one that cannot be motivated by the mercies of God to leave along the fashions of this world has no way that I or any other preacher or even God himself would change that. Because we'll say, I'm going to do what I want to do. Or we may follow the same procedure in Romans 1. Now, result of our not being thankful for what God has done for us, we get down to the place described when he said God gave them over to a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind means one that cannot discriminate between right and wrong. Whenever I refuse to allow the mercies of God to dominate my life and motivate me to want to live above the world and not be fashioned according to this world, then follow the course. Then when somebody said, Ah, but in my distress is wrong. My answer would be, I don't see anything wrong in Now, how do people get that way? The answer is in the first chapter of Romans, that's what it is. Does it disturb you to think about you're walking down the path of Romans 1? Romans 12 is written against the background of Romans 1. We read that and we think, well, yes, that's the way the Gentiles live way back then. And that's not the only way the Gentiles live, that's the way the Jews live too. Read on down in chapter 2, beginning in verse 17. You'll find that that's the way they lived even in spite of the fact that they had the Old Testament and Judaism. Paul understood. God understood. And therefore, by inspiration, Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body. A living sacrifice. Holy. Acceptable. Under God. That's what God That's the only way we're going to be able to handle the problem. The person that never thinks about God's mercy in Christ will live just like this world. The fashion of this world is just as sure to get you as I'm talking to you this morning. That's what this passage teaches. Therefore, 
He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. Be not fashioned according to this world, but be ye transformed. And there's that transformation. Now how can I be transformed instead of being fashioned like the world? How can I be transformed? The answer is in the renewing of the mind. It's through that avenue. That life becomes transformed and changed. And instead of being fashioned according to this world, it becomes like Christ. Second Corinthians 3.18, Paul talks about our being changed from one image to another image into the glory of Christ. It's all done through the renewing of the mind. Will you listen to me while I talk about matters of life and death this morning? Allow the things of this world to consume your mind and your time and your energy. And the fashion of this world is just as sure to get you as I'm talking to you this morning. That's what's going to happen. How thankful are you for our redemption? How often do you think about what it means to be redeemed from sin? Did not Paul say, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, being unthankful, they became vain in their reason. That's what he said. Have you paused this day, even in the midst of the first day of the week, to be thankful to God for redemption? Does the very thought of it cause gratitude to rise up in the soul? If not, our mind's not being renewed. And that very unthankful attitude is the very thing that made them become vain in their reach. Under the place they they came to the place where they lived for creature comfort. For what the body cried out for. And there came the time when they could not discriminate between right and wrong. And the Bible says that God gave them up. That's what's going to happen to us unless we learn. How to deal with it. That's what it means by renewing of the mind. Let me tell you something. 
when we spend one hour or two hours or even three if you include uh, Sunday night and four Wednesday nights, and then we give all the rest of our time to thinking about what the body wants and what the body needs. The fashion of this world is going to lay hold of our heart. It's going to get it. I see that happen. Young people, and older people as well this morning, but especially young people. I'm not appealing to you upon the basis of the fact that the Bible says you're going to be lost. When you allow the fashion of this world and immodest dress with summer coming which is going to take place, that's not what I'm talking about this morning. I'm talking about the fact that the only way you're going to change your mind and understand and not walk down that course is to come to an appreciation of the mercies of God. When the mercies of God lay hold of your heart, you won't address and live like this old ungodly world. And if that's the way you want to live, and that's the way you want to dress, there's something wrong. Fundamentally, you're not going to change it until you decide I'm going to listen to what Paul said. I'm going to think about God's mercies. And I'm going to renew the mind every day. I need to begin every morning by renewing the mind and reminding myself of what God's done to redeem me from faith. I need to renew the mind every morning and remind myself that it was the ungodly world and the fact of the world that nailed God's son to the cross. I need to renew my mind every day of the importance of consecrating my life to God and begin the day upon that basis. I need to renew the mind every day of God's love and concern and care for me that I in turn might love him more rather than just drift along, drift along without ever thinking about Let me ask you something. When you leave this building today, how many times will that come into your mind? God, redemption, the Bible, thankfulness. How many times will that into your mind? From the time you leave here this morning, did you come back tonight or did you come back Wednesday night or did you, some of you won't be back perhaps till next Sunday morning. How many times did anything besides this world and in your mind? I hope you're listening to what I'm talking about this morning. 
We've been dealing too long with symptoms rather than what's the real problem with our lives and many other things. And I'm talking to you this morning about what the root of the problem is. I'm getting it directly from the book. And it's down where every one of us lives. I need more than anything else to pray that God Almighty will help me not allow the impressions of this world that come through the avenues of the eyes to pass before my mind and receive approval on my part. I need to pray that God will help me know and help me think and help me do the right thing and disapprove. I need to avoid as much as possible the things of this world that come through the avenue of the mind and impress uh, impress the body. This world was thrown into sin and ruin. In every tragedy, in every heartache, that the world is known, deserves. When Eve allows the impressions of the world, the forbidden fruit, through the avenues of the eye, to pass before the mind, and the mind to make the wrong decision. You say, that's what I want. And then mold her thinking in her life like the fashion of the world. It hasn't changed from that day to this. And that's the thing that's about to get God's people. That plagued them down through the history of time. The nation of Israel said, Give us a king so we can be like the nations round about us. God said, that's what you've been looking at. It's come through the avenue of the eyes, and your mind's passed upon it, and that's what you want. Daniel cried all night to the Lord. He knew the end. He saw what it would do. And the only need that is bent that night is thankful. God said, that's all right. They've not rejected you, Samuel. They've rejected me. And that's what's happening today. The passion of this world passes before our mind. And because our mind is not renewed, the result is our mind approves what this world dictates and what this world says. And we walk down the path of the world. The fashion of it. My God said it's going to pass away. That's what's going to happen. There's not any remedy for it. Except that which is set forth in the passage that I read just now. Young people and those of us who are older... Unless we're willing to give our time, our time and thought to the matter, 
or refreshing our memories with the mercies of God until our souls overflow. This world is dead. Is that what we want to happen? Is that what you want to happen? When you come down to the end of life's pathway, the fashion of this world is so appealing. That's all you have. That's what you live for. And to hear God say, the fashion of this world passes away. I tried this morning, in the fear of God, and in the love of the souls of men, yours and mine, to teach myself a lesson and all of us. I tried to motivate in God's way and encourage us to use this motivation to solve the problem that we're going to face. Well, they say every day, but particularly with the coming of the warm weather, the modest grass and things of that, our world's going to be filled with. I trust that you'll let the mercies of God motivate you as a child of God, young people, older people as well. Say, that's not the way I'm going to go. Let your mind as it thinks upon the truth of God, his mercy, decide to turn down cross, the immodest of power and the ungodliness of our world. You hear the horn, not a Christian, don't you want to be one? Sudden the mercies of God appeal to you. Are you going to be unthankful for what God has done and then live for the creature comforts of life? Then be unable to dis discriminate or distinguish between things that are right and wrong? Let me appeal to you this morning. In the name of all the time, holy, think about it. And if the mercies of God appeal to you and your son, don't you believe it? If the mercies of God appeal to you this morning, don't you want to give up the world? If the mercies of God appeal to you, don't you want to confess it, son? If the mercies of God appeal to you, don't you want to obey him in baptism today? While together we stand and sing the song in faith.